Welcome to Pointed and Polished, where beauty meets health. I'm Christine, your local manicurist and nail allergy specialist. Like too many others, my allergy to nail products made my options for beautiful nails really limited. The lack of education around this topic and the negative health effects I faced greatly affected my career as a nail tech. So it has become my mission to make this common occurrence, common knowledge, and hopefully save a few of your pretty fingers along the way. With your help, we have created a safe space for support, healing, and intense mission and getting back to beautiful nails. I'm here to answer your most common questions and with your help, spread awareness in this ever-growing and changing industry. Whether you are a career nail tech or simply have a passion or enjoyment for doing your own nails, I invite you on this journey with me to talk about what we love most, all while putting your own health and safety first. The phrase beauty is pain no longer applies, so let's do this. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. It's Christine, aka Pointed and Polished of the Pointed and Polished podcast. Thank you so much for being here. I am so sorry that I have not been very present recently. You know, I I try to check in with the group every day, at least once a day. I I do work a full-time job, and I've been dealing with a lot of kind of life stuff. I, I touched on it in a in an episode. I don't remember if it was last week or or a couple episodes ago, but my my love of my life, my senior dog maybe is um, her health has been declining. And so it's been a little bit of a roller coaster ride where we have like really, really good days and then also like kind of really bad days. So it's been a lot for my partner and I who both work a lot and you know my partner travels pretty often. So You know, I haven't been super on top of the episodes and the blog posts. So I appreciate you all sticking around. You know, this podcast is so super important to me. And it's really important that we just keep it going because we have barely scratched the surface of this issue. There's there's a lot of information out there. There's a lot of podcasts. There's a lot of content about nail business, right? Business of doing nails, maybe the craft, you know, maybe how to deal with clients and payments and all that stuff. And that's not what this podcast is about at all. This is a much different take. And I really believe that the state of our industry and the state of our education is in dire need of a refresh. And this is a topic of the many, many, many branches in which the topic of nail product allergies can go. Um, This is one I want to focus on for the next few weeks because there was an experience that I saw in the group that I want to recap for you all today. But it just really had me think and not to mention I'm in a lot of other groups and I spend a lot of other um, of time online um, on socials to see what nail techs are talking about and it is kind of baffling to me how little nail techs 
no. And one instance, this is just one instance that unfortunately is not an outlying story because I had the same experience when I was a client and when I was transitioning and when I was exploring my nail allergy. So I know this isn't a unique situation. So let me tell you a little bit about this conversation that went down in the nail allergy disease and disorder support group. If, and if you don't know, this podcast is completely inspired by my online community, Nail Allergies, Disease and Disorder Facebook group. This is a group I started a few years ago to get help and support for my own nail product allergy when I was navigating manicuring school and exploring a career in nails. And it's really grown significantly in the last few years. And This really lit the fire in me to help all these poor, unsuspecting consumers, nail techs who might have also developed the allergy, and now nail tech students to really understand the importance of understanding nail product allergies to help themselves and their clients. So last week, I had a lovely group member post a pretty disturbing story and I'm I'm still pretty angry about it and I hope they don't mind me using this story as an example but it's an experience that happened you know to this poor group member it got a lot of attention and it also had some great touch points and examples that I felt should be a lesson to everyone especially to nail techs um and I guess to everybody you know if you're if you are a client or a nail tech Like I mentioned, this is not a one-off instance and it really, really bothered me. So I'm going to try not to ramble on. So, okay, what happened was, member of the group, thousands of others who've also developed an acrylate allergy due to nail products. So like many, her nails are now damaged. They're peeling, they're thinned from an allergic reaction. It happens to a lot of us. They, you know, they lift and they are just severe, become pretty severely damaged depending on how your reaction manifests, but it's pretty common. So here's where things go wrong. She goes to the salon, right? And this this is the right thing to do. And she goes to the salon, goes to see a professional, and they start to talk about the IBX system. And because she had this allergy, you know, she, I assume, wants a way to repair her nails after this reaction. And she explains to the nail tech, this is what I want. You know, I need to repair my nails. I have a severe allergy to nail products. And, you know, ultimately this conversation led to the product being recommended and then applied. And if you don't know, the IBX system is kind of somewhat of a unique system. It's designed to penetrate the nail plate instead of staying on top of the nail plate and therefore ultimately can, you know, repair a lot of damage done. However, the very first ingredient in this system is HPMA. And if you have an acrylate allergy, this is absolutely killer. So yeah, needless to say, she had a horrible allergic reaction. And from what she described, I would have actually recommended she go to the hospital. It was not far off from an allergic reaction I experienced, you know, a few years back. 
And it's pretty devastating what happened. She just, you know, any sort of natural healing that she did was now completely reversed. And that's just, that's just devastating. So, okay, so what happened? This, this client is desperately looking for answers on how she can move forward with her nails after a nail allergy. She goes to see someone who is supposed to be a qualified professional who then steers her extremely wrong. And these results are pretty devastating. So she comes to the group. It's like, what the heck is happening? A nail tech told me this was safe and that this was my solution to my problem. Now, I personally already knew about the IBX, you know, system because I have a severe acrylate allergy myself. And I also looked into this system when I was doing that same kind of desperate search, you know, in the beginning that we all do. It's like, oh my gosh, like how can I, how can I cover this? How can I fix this, right? With like another product. But I already looked into this. I already know that this product is not safe for allergies. And I just kind of wanted to like make sure and just like, you know, basically be able to copy paste this list of ingredients for this group member. And so I took a literal three second Google search. Okay, I just typed it on in to see if I could reread the ingredients. And three seconds later, the list of ingredients pops up right there. First thing, hydroxypropyl methacrylate, HPMA, which if you don't know, is like HEMA's twin sister. It's highly allergenic isobornal methacrylate, number two, and then there's a few other ingredients that are also acrylates or methacrylates. And these are just the first things listed. So as someone with allergies, this is now a three second Google search and it's a hard no, avoid, danger, red flags, not safe for me. And this was even before I got to the actual website for the IBX system. So I clicked IBX, I clicked instructions, and then another three seconds later, I'm taking to a PDF where the very first line says, if the client has had previous nail product reactions, do not apply. First page, first line of text. So here I see a company being fully transparent about their ingredients, how it's applied, and who it's intended for and not intended for. It's intended for professionals, and it's not intended to be used on someone who has had previous nail product allergies. I did not have to dig for this information. It all happened within seconds. Now, I'm not saying this to the group member. I'm not saying this to the client. I'm not saying, oh, you should have done a Google search. That's not what I'm saying, because after she posted, there was a lot of conversation on the thread on who was to blame. Was it the client's fault that she didn't check herself to do, you know, that aforementioned Google search? Or was it the brand's fault for making a product that claims to be safe, but contains high levels of allergens? Or was it the fault of the nail tech for applying a product to someone who is severely allergic after disclosing their allergies? So in this instance, I think many of us agreed, but I, in my opinion, it is 100% the nail tech's fault. This is not on the client or the consumer. And I'm going to give you an analogy that the oh-so-lovely, oh-so-talented Kate B. posted here. Um, 
she is a key core member group expert of the nail allergy support group. She was on um, an early episode of the podcast. Please check her out. And she kind of broke this down into an analogy that I thought made it pretty clear that maybe, you know, people would understand. And it goes something like this. Let's say you go to a restaurant and you tell the restaurant, I have a deadly peanut allergy. It is then the restaurant's responsibility to either one, assure the person with the allergy that they will not receive any food that contains peanuts because they checked all the packaging and all the ingredients. Or two, let that customer know that they can't guarantee no peanuts or a safe experience because of how the food is left in the kitchen. So at that point, the customer can choose to risk it or they can choose to leave, right? They can choose to eat there or not. And it's different if the restaurant said, we promise you there's no peanuts, your dinner is safe. And then that person has an allergic reaction because there was in fact peanuts contained in their dish. The restaurant is now fully liable and frankly, would absolutely lose in a lawsuit for being negligent and making that mistake. The food in the kitchen isn't to blame, and neither are the companies or the brands that supply that food that maybe have cross-contamination with peanuts. And so this is the same type of situation. It is now the legal responsibility of the tech who applies the product on your nails when they're told there's an allergy to, at the bare minimum, check the ingredients and understand them. So then they can tell you, hey, these products don't contain the allergen, you'll be safe. Or I don't actually know. And so I can't guarantee there's no allergens. And it's up to you if you want to proceed. But since this member told us that the nail tech assured her it would be fine, having full knowledge of this client's allergies, they are fully responsible right? We can't blame the manufacturer. I just told you they, they provided clear labels. They provided SDS sheets. They supplied educational information and instructions. And Kate B even reached out to them and they wrote her back very quickly. So there's a customer service that's also very accessible. So if they had, you know, if this tech needed information, the product, you know, on the product, how to use it safely, that would have been available to them as well. So the fact that this nail tech either didn't understand, most likely didn't bother to read it, and certainly didn't care enough to double check the ingredients or message that manufacturer, once this client told them they had an allergy, is negligence, careless, and irresponsible. So thank you, Kate B, for this awesome analogy and this awesome breakdown. Hit either of us up if you have a question. Tag us if you want to understand more. She's a wealth of amazing information. I don't think that this nail tech even understands that they can and maybe will be sued here. And if so, she has taken none of the steps in her practice that wouldn't have her completely lose this case. And that's a pretty serious consequence to what could have been so easily avoided. 
to all my nail techs and students and professionals, like, are you covered here? Are you feeling confident in your knowledge of your own products that you supply to avoid a situation like this? Are you even sure what to do if someone sits in your chair and tells you they have an allergy? Or more commonly tell you they have an allergy, maybe skirt around it and don't even know it? How many times does a client need to go to a salon and say something like this? Say, oh, my last girl, she used brand X and my fingers were so swollen and itchy after. I think it's a bad brand, but I see that you use brand Y. So let's try that instead. And it is absolutely shocking how many don't know how to deal with that situation. And we'll just go ahead and they'll just do the nails anyway. Oh, yeah, I don't use that cheap brand. I use a better brand. It's unbelievable. By ignoring the fact that a client has allergies or in this scenario, potential allergies is negligence. And as nail techs, we are the ones responsible for maintaining the health of a client's nails, even if you're covering them with an extension. And in this instance, you know, in the scenario in the post with my lovely group member, she left that salon 10 times worse than she walked in with. I'm online a lot. And these nail tech communities, you know, I know what many of you are focused on. And let me tell you, good shaping isn't going to get you out of this situation. That nail tech could have been one of the most popular nail techs in the area, but they did that client wrong, right? IBX is a professional's only product. A client sought out a professional to use a professional product. They did their part in being responsible. It's now up to the nail professional to be fully trained in their product and know how to speak on them to their clients, or at the very least, know where to find the information or who to freaking ask. A tech should be trained to know this. A client or consumer, a client's not taught to read ingredients to these products nor more importantly, to even understand the ingredients in the products. Why should it be up to the consumer or the client to make sure that the claims these companies make are true or not? It's bad enough with, you know, how they're marketed to, right? They're already sold products and services from a purely sales point of view, and they don't know what they don't know. And that's how thousands of people end up in this group. Most of the time they see an ad for like a shady company and think, oh, I can have strong gel nails just like the salon, but in the comfort of my own home for a fraction of the price. Says right here that it's easy and safe. Heck yeah, sign me up. Right? I mean, marketing claims are a whole episode in itself. I'm not not even going to go there. Maybe I'll do it in the next one. We'll see. Let me know. So let's talk about a few responsibilities of the nail tech. OSHA standards require manufacturers to supply SDS for all products used in the salon. So they are legally required to send them to you. And as a business owner, you are legally required to keep the SDS for all the products used in the salon and they must be accessible. Okay, this is just the law. And I know a lot of you home techs are not doing this. So stop it now. Start being responsible have the SDS ready for the products to be able to look this information up and help your clients. And I think, like, I know it used to be that they needed to be printed out and in a binder. That's how I have mine. But I think the latest standard um, 
permits you electronic ones as long as all employees of that salon have easy access to those files. So they can't be in a locked place, you know, or like need a password or anything. They have to be easily accessible. So again, if you're just starting out your business and you don't have these in an organized and accessible place, this needs to be a priority for you. Um, Which, by the way, I actually am finally getting an official OSHA certification. Um, it's 30 hours, so it, it's a long one. I keep I keep chipping away at it um, at the at the time of it, but it is part of my always learning commitment this year, which is, you know, kind of the whole theme to my education series coming up. So, you know, the SDS not only supplies all the ingredients and percentage of those ingredients there, you know, God forbid someone has an injury or, you know, anything involving a product in your salon, say it gets in their eyes, in their mouth, it burns their skin. Like this information needs to also be accessible to bring to that doctor or hospital for someone who's maybe been injured by by a product. So OSHA standards, I don't make the rules, follow the rules. Another thing um, I think nail tags need to be better at is the client consultation. And this is a step that I see is often rushed or sometimes non-existent. And I know everyone's, you know, gets super excited. We see the inspiration pick and we just want to get started like creating these beautiful nails, right? But it's really important we take a few minutes to get really important information. Like take the example I said, oh, I use brand X and oh, my fingers swelled up. And but you use a different brand. So I'm not worried about it. Well, that's a red flag. And you got to take these these kind of warnings very seriously. So take a few minutes do a visual inspection, right? We want to visually inspect the client's nails for any abnormalities, discoloration. We want to look for signs of infection, right? We, we can't service nails that have redness, swelling, um, you know, or God forbid, like pus or, you know, we can't service a greenie, right? You want to ask them about their nail history. You want to ask about any past or ongoing nail problems that they may have experienced, Oh, they had itchy, swollen fingertips after the last one. Ask about recent services. Ask about recent treatments they've had for their nails. Confirm if they have any allergies or if they know. And then lastly, you know, if there's any concerns about that client's nail health that go beyond the scope of the nail salon, we have to refer them to a specialist. We have to recommend that they consult with a dermatologist or a healthcare you know, healthcare professional. And sometimes that means we don't service that client. And I know that's tough for a lot of people, but it's in your best interest. We got to follow the safety protocols. If there's signs of an infection or other health issues, you know, we have to sometimes refuse the service and recommend medical attention. And then lastly, document it. Record what you've seen, record what you know, make note in their file, and use it for future reference. And use the information to tailor your services to each client-specific needs and for their future nail services. They're going to love you for that. It's super important we keep record of it. 
We also want to select products carefully and thoroughly, and we want to become educated in the system that you choose. And it's always wise to take the corresponding course with the brand that you choose, right? You got to know all the ins and outs of how it applies, how it gets cured, um, all that stuff. And, And you should also know how to speak on it when a client comes to you with these sensitive needs. So know your products, understand them or know where to get the information from, right? We just we just learned that lesson. And lastly, maybe do a checkup on sanitation practices. You got to make sure that everyone in the salon is still following them regularly and maybe do some refreshers if we feel they're needed if we're starting to cut some corners. So those are just a few tips um, for some new nail techs to really don't get so lost in all the other stuff because keeping a client safe really is going to be your number one priority because your insurance isn't going to cover you for negligence. And that's a devastating lesson to learn. And the story I shared really is pushing me, really lighting that fire to start promoting the Polish Nail Pro community. This is a new Facebook community that I've been wanting to start and I haven't been pushing it too much, but it's very clear that this is something that needs to exist because while I wish I could say that what happened here was like a one-off thing, we all know that it's not. And like I said, I spend a lot of other time, like I spend a lot of time in other groups and I'm, I'm often really disappointed in where education is leading the future of nail techs. You know, it's, Unfortunately, too, this situation that occurred is also a perfect example of maybe one bad apple spoiling a whole bunch. There's obviously a lot of great nail techs out there that have health and safety first and follow strict sanitation practices and can help their clients that have allergies. But there's now, you know, it's like this just builds a mistrust in nail techs to help clients, right? We can't trust nail techs to know about nail products. So, you know, the success of a nail tech is really determined by their best practices. And I just, I really want people to understand, like, it's so much more than pretty Instagram pictures, you guys. Like, we deal with skin, hands, nails, and chemicals. It's our responsibility to always keep a client's nails in good health even if you are covering them up with an extension glitter and bling. They have to leave with their nails in good health. So again, this is all gonna be part of the Polish Nail Pro community. The Polish Nail Pro, newest online community for those committed to best practices and those who put client health and safety first in their nail practice. So this group is for all nail professionals, whether you're a tech, maybe you're an educator, maybe you're a content creator, or you rep a brand or product line, like it's time we level up and gain the trust of these clients. It's time we commit to safe and healthy nail practices, no matter what products you choose to use in your business. It's about working confidently, understanding risk aversion, and gaining the trust of your clients. There are so many clients that are seeking these services and they're seeking out nail techs who can speak to them about putting their health first when doing nails and they want facts and they want assurance that they're in the right place. 
We've, they already get enough gimmicks and marketing planes. It's, it's time to be their best friend and gain a good reputation through education, commitment, committing to always learning, and again, putting health and safety first. I mean, some of the top requests I receive are folks looking for techs who they can trust and that can enter a salon environment safely because there are clients like me who can't step foot into a traditional salon, right? So knowing that the Polish Nail Pro has the highest standard is gonna earn you clients for life and together we can reset that bar and we can set it higher across the industry because this is so desperately needed. I'm gonna start promoting this, please find it. Anyone who joins the Polish Nail Pro community, you're going to have front row access to some new exciting resources I'm working on that I'm putting together for tax. And, you know, once you've established yourself as a Polish Nail Pro, you will be listed in that database for those seeking a trusted nail pro. People are always looking. And I'm sticking to my commitment this year, which is the always learning. I'm taking so many courses right now, and I want to invite you all on this journey with me within this community. Commit to always learning. Commit to being a polished nail pro. In the meantime, I want to hear from you. Are you in school? What are some things you feel are missing from your education? What courses do you hope to take next? What do you hope to touch on more? I want to hear all about your experience in education, whether it's further education, whether it's an accredited manicuring school to get your license, whether you're learning online. I want to hear all about it. I want to know the pros and cons you're seeing. I want to know where you're at. Hit me up. I'm going to stop. I'm going to let it go. Um, well, I'm not ever going to let this go until <laughs> until things change, but I'm going to let this, for, you know, for the sake of this episode, I'm going to let this conversation go. And thank you all for listening. As always, hit me up with any questions. If there's a subject that you're just dying to hear about, please let me know. Join us in the Facebook community. I love you all. I'll talk to you soon. For more information on what you heard today, please check out the show notes where we'll share all links discussed today. You can also check out the information on all episodes and communities at pointedandpolished.com. If you know anyone who may enjoy this conversation, please subscribe and share it with a friend. This podcast is inspired by the amazing support I receive through my online communities. If you're looking for support in exploring your own nail allergies, please join the Nail Allergies Disease and Disorder Facebook group. If you're a nail tech in training, an educator or content creator that wants to commit to quality nail education, health and safety practices, and speak up about the awareness of nail product allergies, then I invite you to my newest community, the Polished Nail Pro. The Polished Nail Pro is a growing, dedicated team of beauty industry pros committed to safe and healthy practices, modern education, safe content, and aim to provide resources you need for promoting your own nail course or to run a salon safe for sensitive clients. There are so many clients seeking salons to fit their sensitive needs. If you would like your salon featured, please help me grow this community and let's support one another.
Right now, I am doing a series of giveaways in our Facebook group when you subscribe, rate, and write a review of the podcast for a chance to win some quality nail products that are 100% pointed and polished approved. Lastly, my door is always open. If you have any questions or comments about this episode or think yourself or someone you know would be a great guest for the show, please reach out. I can be reached directly through my website, pointedandpolished.com, in DMs through Facebook at my name, Christine Stober, or through Instagram and TikTok at Pointed and Polished. Thank you to all my incredible listeners for helping spread this information and awareness, and I look forward to speaking with you all again next week. Thanks for listening.